Part of the surprise of Easter is that in his post-resurrection appearances, Jesus comes back to his disciples extending forgiveness and peace. In this episode, I talk about ways that we can extend that same forgiveness to others in our lives. Hello, friends. It's good to be with you. As always, thank you for taking a little time to be with me today. We are still uh, squarely in the Easter season. I don't know if you're getting bored of that yet, but as I've mentioned before, it's a long season. It's the longest season, appropriately, of the church year. So I want to sit with a reflection today that is connected to Easter. In my sermon just this last Sunday, um, I lifted up at the end the encounter between Peter and uh, Jesus when Jesus asked, asks him, Peter, do you love me? And Peter, not once or twice, but three times, says, yes, Lord, you know I love you. Um, and in, in response to those answers, at each point, Jesus says, uh, feed my lambs, tend my sheep, feed my sheep. Uh, and that's both a commission for Peter, uh, but the, the encounter that Peter has with Jesus is a reminder that Jesus is good with Peter again. That, and I want you to think about the fact that before uh, Jesus is put to death, what happens with all the disciples, save maybe the women who are the bravest of any of them and are there at the cross, almost all the other disciples flee, they disappear. In the case of Peter, supposedly the rock, he denies even knowing Jesus, not once, not twice, but three times. And so when they begin to, they, the disciples, begin to recognize, oh, wait a minute, J Jesus isn't in the tomb? The stone's been rolled away? Where's the body? And then there are these rumors that maybe the women have seen him. Part of their response to that is fear. Why? Because if Jesus is still around, if Jesus has come back to life, one real possibility is that Jesus has come back to get even with them, to say, all of you, you were my friends, you were my students, presumably you loved me and you disappointed me and I've come back to get even, right? That's sort of the script of the world. Part of the flipping of the script of Easter is that Jesus doesn't do that. In, in the post-resurrection encounters, he, he often begins, or the messengers begin with, don't be afraid, or from Jesus himself, peace be with you. I'm not here to get even. I'm not here for revenge. I'm not here to tell you what you've done wrong. And implied in all of that is, I forgive you. We're okay, right? And so, this doesn't, uh, it's not the entirety of the Easter story, but embedded in the story of the resurrection is this idea of forgiveness, which is so central to our Christian faith. And in the Lord's Prayer, of course, we say, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time with that. A lot of people have written about that. What I would say is, um, Part of what's being communicated there is that to the degree we are unwilling or unable to accept God's forgiveness, it makes it impossible also for us to extend forgiveness to others. We've got to be able to swallow our pride, to recognize that we have failed at some level and that we need to be forgiven, which then frees us uh, to hopefully extend that same forgiveness to others. So. 
Very simply today, I want to, and again, this doesn't exhaust the topic of forgiveness by any means, but I want to lift up three simple suggestions in our own lives of faith uh, to help us uh, do the hard work of forgiving, okay? Uh, which again, I think is critical. It's, it's demanded, it's commanded of us that we're supposed to forgive others. And by doing that, it f allows us to live more freely, more openly. So again, three simple ideas. First, trust in the forgiveness that God offers you. Every time we come to worship, we begin our worship in our tradition with the confession and forgiveness. So when we confess our sins and hear those words of absolution, you are forgiven, trust those words, okay? That's the first thing. The second thing, forgiving others, that's that. the first thing is about our receiving forgiveness. Forgiving others is difficult, it's complicated. This is the second thing. So the second thing is, as you attempt to forgive others, acknowledge that you may need help. So pray about it. Say to God, God, I don't really even want to forgive this person for what they've done to me, but I know I'm supposed to. So will you help soften my heart so that I can even get to a place where I'm able to begin the hard work of forgiving? So again, ask for God's help. Um, invite it into your prayer life. And then the third and final point is be patient with yourself. Give yourself a little grace. When we are injured and hurt by other people, it is very difficult sometimes, uh, very difficult for us to extend forgiveness. Um, I do believe that over time, with those first and second points, it happens, but don't expect it to happen in the blink of an eye. But I do pray, or I hope, that if you follow those three simple steps, it may bring you the kind of peace that Jesus wants each of us to have and which Jesus extended to his disciples in those post-resurrection appearances. Thanks for listening. Be well, stay in touch, and God bless.